welcome to the What's Up Castleberry podcast. Drew and Andy here, episode number 42. Unbelievable. We are like Jackie Robinson, Andy. That's, prob- <laughs> that's probably the only similarity. <laughs> <laughs> probably. I just, yeah, episode 42, it's the number popped in my mind. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Drew, one of the rules on the podcast is don't say what comes into your mind without filtering it first. That's a good point. Very, very important. Podcasting 101. (laughs) Trying to learn this. I got to get that rule squared away. Well, folks, we're glad you're here. Welcome to the conversation. We, uh, Andy and I, along with our producer, Robin, love to have conversations about things in Castleberry and Seminole County, about Castleberry related issues. And we have guests and friends who are involved with Castleberry. We've got a great guest for you a little bit later on today, but Andy and Robin, let's, uh, let's pat ourselves on the back. You know, I'm known to do that from time <laughs> to time. Uh, we have recently enjoyed a bit of notoriety. If you've seen us on Facebook, you know that we were mentioned and highlighted in the Lake Mary Life, Altamont, Wakaiva Springs magazine. Uh, but last week, Andy, you and I really got the celebrity treatment. Mm-hmm. We were special guests on the Castleberry Elementary School morning news program. A bunch of fifth graders met Principal Lambert, Principal Walters Clark. That was a blast. It was. Now, not growing up in America, we never had anything like that when, when I was in elementary school in England. Uh, Robin, Drew, did you guys have like you know, TV stations like that in your elementary schools? I did, but we have to remember, Andy, you are in another decade. (laughs) Uh, Was was television a thing, Andy, when you were in elementary school? Yeah, we had this um, Morse code uh, system. (laughs) When the smoke signals went up, that's when you knew to change classes. Yes, exactly. But yeah, it was really cool. And I'm really grateful that Miss Lambert uh, allowed us the opportunity to use that medium to announce our community uh, member of the month. It was pretty cool standing in front of that green screen, uh, realizing that there was uh, several hundred kids watching us. And it was an honor to announce to a very surprised Miss Kim Young that she was our community member of the month. I love that. Yes. In fact, we are quickly learning. There is uh, quite the push. There's some competitiveness. We've got some great folks in our community. And we, when we highlight next month's community member, uh, which we'll get to in a moment, there are some really great potential nominees here. Thing I wanted to highlight for our Castleberry in the News segment, uh, kind of going along the theme of Castleberry Elementary and the theme of Andy being old and kind of going back in time, is uh, is the fact that reading books is back in vogue. I was perusing through social media and I saw a, a highlighted. A little library, free little library, which we've had for a while right outside the elementary school here in Castleberry, but there's now a new one over in Fern Park, our neighboring community, uh, right along the Kiwani Trail. And uh, I thought that was an interesting observation that there are these, in, in light of the fact that people are having more and more 
difficulty or maybe even fear of going to public places like the public library that these little libraries are, are popping up around town. Uh, what, what do y'all think of just the value of having books available to the public um, and the value of just reading in general? <laughs> well, I was reading before it was cool to read. So, I mean, when you said reading is in vogue, I'm like, oh, it was nerdy once. Yeah. <laughs> which probably would fit so much of uh, my, uh, my my childhood and upbringing. But I tell you what, I've always been a big reader. So if we're encouraging more people to read, I love that it's at the elementary school and just says to the students, hey, this is an important part of life. Um, you know, if you want to uh, make it in life, you have to be a, a lifelong reader, and it, it maybe sets that agenda. Very interesting that they put one on the Kiwani Trail as well. I, I'll have to go and walk that trail and find out where they put it. I mean, because there's some beautiful wooded areas back there, but I guess uh, maybe they put it by a bench. You just uh, go grab a book, sit down, read for a little bit, put the book back and, and get on with your walk. I think that's a, that's a really, uh, really neat idea. Yeah. Um, but as much as we can do, honestly, to encourage people to read, I, I think that's great. Uh, I was uh, speaking the other week on um, time, and uh, the different ways people use time and um, how we're supposed to, and we really need to make the most of our time. And in researching some of that, some of the statistics about viewing hours and binge watching hours on uh, Netflix and some of the other streaming platforms are just incredible. I mean, billions and billions of hours that people are spending in front of a, a screen um, very often just consuming something that really doesn't do much for them. You know, you know, I'm guilty of it. So I, I'm, <laughs> I'm not separating myself from this conversation, but personally, you know, if I could spend half the time I spent on Netflix reading, I would be a lot smarter than I am. And you are a big time reader and you've recommended books in the past. Andy, is there a particular book at the moment that you'd encourage our listeners to take a look at? You know, <laughs> thank you for that setup. Um, I have just finished a little book, a couple hundred pages. I forget who it's by, but the book is called Who Not How? Who Not How? And the idea is that we spend so much time figuring out the how when we should really figure out the who, right? Who's a person that can do that so we don't have to figure out the how and we can move on to the thing that we need to do. And it's so consistent with much that I've learned about leadership and about church leadership and about entrepreneurial leadership that um, maybe we don't spend those hours figuring out how we spend the time figuring out the who, which allows the project to get done and allows us to move on to the next project and accomplish something else. So, so Who Not How is a book that I've just uh, finished reading and uh, found incredibly helpful in my leadership. I like that. Well, very good. We hope, folks, that you are making an effort to read uh, for your own self, your, your own benefit, maybe your children and grandchildren as well. And I love that that concept of the book, Andy mentioned, who not how, recognizing those who are 
called to do things that matter. And speaking of, we would like to plug our community member of the month. As we mentioned a few moments ago, Kim Young was our inaugural winner. And we would love to highlight somebody from our community. Who do you know who's serving, leading, inspiring those in our great city of Castleberry? If you have a nominee for our next community member of the month from the What's Up Castleberry podcast, give us a shout. Let us know who you would like to nominate. You can do so through our Facebook page, Instagram feed, a direct message on the podcast feed, or our website, all What's Up Castleberry. Let us know who you recommend to be the community member of the month. And a right. community member of the month, Drew, just to say, um, you know, it's not just a title. It comes with some cool stuff as well. Uh, you get a beautifully designed certificate by producer Robin that congratulates you on this. You get as a gift uh, an exclusive What's Up Castleberry community member of the month mug that's filled with goodies. And of course, you get the notoriety of being celebrated on our social media platforms as well. So this is a big deal. So friends, get your nominations in today and maybe they will win our next community member of the month. Well, today's sponsor is Deborah Morris of Deborah Morris' home team, Keller Williams Advantage Realty. Uh, Deborah, who is a recent podcast guest, and her husband, Chuck, have been serving Castleberry in the surrounding area of Central Florida with home purchasing since 2012. They help sellers and buyers by making their housing dreams a reality. And they are also a part of the Chamber of Commerce, both in Castleberry and in Seminole County. Check out Deborah and her team at www.deborahmorrishometeam.kw.com. We'll be right back with our guest. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to our most exciting part of the podcast where we interview someone of notoriety, someone of fame, someone of greatness. But today we kind of had to pass on that and we <laughs> just just kidding, just kidding, just kidding. Ladies and gentlemen, this is my pastor, Andy Searle, folks, <laughs> just lifting me up all the time. Would you care to start again, sir? All right, okay. You can start again. <laughs> Now, welcome to our favorite part of the podcast where we interview someone of notoriety and interest in our community, someone who's making a difference and someone who has some information that we believe will be helpful for you to know about. Today, I am honored that in the studio, we have a very good friend uh, of mine, a man who I have tremendous respect for, uh, a man who likes to think he looks like George Clooney, um, but is here appearing on a podcast, not a TV show. <laughs> Doug Prusak from Christian Help. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Andy. Thanks, Drew, for having me. Thanks for that wonderful setup. And yes, I'm glad this is a podcast and not video. That's good. We like to make light of our guests. We like to make you comfortable. Doug, welcome. We're so glad you're here. Just to get us started, let the folks that listen kind of get a feel of who you are. Uh, we've just got some couple of little fun icebreakers for you. So I'm going to fire away. Andy and I will take turns and just kind of first thing off the head. Here we go. Doug, favorite sports team? 
That's an easy one. That would be the uh, Boston Bruins hockey team. Favorite ever concert? Might surprise you with the answer to this one. It's Eric Clapton. And there's a story behind this. In college, my, my roommate and I were struggling college students. And one night over Christmas break, he called me and he said, meet me in Kenmore Square, which is a section of Boston. And he said, bring $65. And that was a lot of money those days, <laughs> especially to a struggling college student. I said, oh my goodness, I can't afford it. He said, figure it out and be there. Took mass transit, get into, you know, it's near Boston University where I went to school. We, we connected and we wound up at an Eric Clapton rehearsal concert for his tour that he was going to start later that year. There were about 50 people in the entire room, including the band and the techies. Wow. We were literally from, I could reach out and touch Eric. We were front row center and he played all his classics two and three times. He started Layla three times just to rehearse it. And it was just, it was one of those nights that, you know, I've been to a, a zillion concerts, but that's one you just don't forget. I'm glad you didn't reach out and touch him, but that's awesome. I, I didn't know that that kind of rehearsal concerts were a deal. I, Drew, maybe on Sunday before you preach, you need to do a, like a <laughs> you know pre-sermon practice preach and charge for that. I didn't really know that that was a thing either, but it apparently was, and I am forever grateful to my roommate for that and a lot of other musical experiences. Sounds like a good use of 65 bucks to me. That was a solid use of 65 bucks. <laughs> That is a really cool connection. Having spent some time in Boston, I, I love that city. It's a great little way to get around town using mass transit. Yeah, yep. I used that for a Boston Red Sox game one time. Doug, I feel like you probably kind of already answered this, but maybe there's somebody else in mind. Who's the most famous person that you've uh, been around, that you've maybe met, maybe even had a conversation with? Well, that's a trick question because I used to work in television as what's called a field producer. So I would go around to major events or sporting events or just things that were happening. So name the famous athlete in the 80s and 90s. I probably have at least interviewed them. Michael Jordan, Shaq, a lot of hockey players in that day. I was, I was a hockey producer for a long time. So Wayne Gretzky, I mean, name the famous people. Wow. I've met President Carter met some famous musicians. So I have a lot to draw from there. We're in Orlando in Central Florida podcast. Tell us briefly about Shaq. Is he as big and larger than life personality and size as he appears? He's a human eclipse. He is the biggest person I have ever seen in person. I'm 6'1", and I think he's like 7'1 or 7'2", something like that. And he probably weighs double what I do. And I remember my photographer calling him a motorhome with feet. <laughs> just, I mean, just everything about him is larger than life. His personality, his size, the whole bit. And it, the interview that we were a part of, it was absolutely hysterical. He's also one of the most entertaining people I'd ever had the chance to interview. That's interesting. I'm not sure I want to call him, what was it, a, a motorhome on feet? I'm not sure I would be brave enough to say that to him. Well, my, my photographer was about five foot six. <laughs> so I, I think, I think he did block out the lights there. So very entertaining guy. That's awesome. So Doug, uh, you were born and raised in Boston, but now you live in Seminole County. Big difference between those two areas. What are some of your favorite things about living in Seminole County? 
Well, it's warm, mostly 12 months a year. I grew up in snow. I grew up in blizzards. I can't say I miss it. I uh, love shoveling sunshine. Living here, it's you're close enough to everything if you want it, like the parks. And I'm a golfer, so there's a lot of great golf down here. And it's a lot cheaper than playing up north. I just like the lifestyle. It's it, To me, it's living in a city can be intense. And I just enjoy the, the, the quiet. You know, I have a nice short commute to work. Pace is lower. It's lower key. So I, I do enjoy that. I mean, I think we have a lot of great restaurants and things around here. Love being in Castleberry and all the options there as well. It's comfortable. I like that. Shoveling sunshine. I might take that for having been born and raised here in the state. Uh, Doug, I appreciate you mentioning at the top a little bit about your background in, in television. What's your thought on just a lot of the new communication mediums? We've obviously we're on a podcast via Zoom. There's different social medias. What are your thoughts in seeing how individuals are receiving information and what's the good, the, the bad? Um, there's pros and cons. I mean, I grew up in a, at a time when we had three TV stations and they all went off at midnight. So there, there wasn't the internet. There wasn't the 24 hour news cycle, 24 hour yeah. saturation of news and having been in that world and just seeing what comes out of it. And there, there's so much like what you folks do. This is a great podcast. It's highlighting something positive. It's highlighting a city. You're diving into your city and sharing the good things. And there needs to be more of that. There's a lot of, with the good comes the bad. There's a lot of misinformation. There's a lot of disinformation. You see it in our politics now. You can find a podcast with some crazy wackadoodle conspiracy theories on it. Somebody watches it and believes it and shares it with a friend. So you're perpetuating something that doesn't deserve to be perpetuated. It, it's my hope that at some point we come to grips with the Facebooks, the Twitters of the world, where everybody has a platform. They can have the craziest off-the-wall ideas, but they have a platform to share it. That needs to be combated with truth, things that are uplifting, things that are helpful, things that are of God, featuring the good rather than whatever crosses somebody's mind in a random thought. That's great. That's really helpful. And I think that's the space that Drew and I are trying to lean into. You know, we did think about doing a 24-hour news podcast, but we fell asleep about 1030. So that kind of is, is off the table. <laughs> but Doug, having worked in communication and media for much of your career, give some young, well, not young, but some new budding podcast hosts some advice about how we can be purveyors of good, positive, uplifting advice. Well, honestly, guys, I'm, I'm going to quote uh, George H.W. Bush here. Stay the course. I think what you guys are doing is great. I think it's something that's necessary. I wish there was more of it. Stay positive. Look for the good in what you're doing, even though you had me on, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> just look for the good in what you're doing. Keep lifting up the city. Keep lifting up what's going on. Raise awareness of things. Be a platform for good, for change. I, mean, I think what you guys are doing is great. Thank you, Doug. I really appreciate those kind words. And I would agree that it's the slow and steady growth. Andy and Robin and I have, have seen it. You would time. agree that what we're doing is great, Drew? No, I would agree that, that we're, move, we're moving in the right trajectory. I would say. <laughs> long way to go. Still a long way to go. Well, Doug, uh, one of the reasons we wanted to have you on is to have a conversation about all the exciting things that are happening with Christian help. 
Uh, we had Vicki Martin as a, a early guest on this podcast several episodes ago, but could you kind of give us an overview of, of Christian Help, who you are, where the, the organization is, and, and maybe your role within it? Absolutely. Well, Christian Help has been, we just entered our 29th year serving the city of Castleberry and, and surrounding communities, which is pretty amazing when you think about what gets done out of our little headquarters on Seminola Boulevard. Uh, we're about providing jobs, food, resources, and hope to the community. And, you know, we share Christ in everything that we do. We like to think that we're, we're his hands and feet doing his work. Just to be a part of this team is just such a huge blessing because we're all on the same team. I've worked in worlds where you can be on the same team and not be functioning together when I really feel like we are. Christian help. We're, it's, it's an exciting time for us because we're getting ready for Christmas and we're doing a Christmas blessing this year. Pastor Drew, we're doing it at Willow Creek. And like we always do, or we have at least as long as I've known about it, we have a great partnership with you folks. And we're going to bless hundreds of families this year with toys, food, a Christmas meal, and job resources for their parents. And just really, after the year that we've had, to help them start the new one off right. And, you know, start it off in a positive way with with work, you know, with hope for their futures that that this year candidly has dealt a blow to a lot of people. Yeah, Doug, you said Christian Help has been around for 29 years, and that, that is incredible. But, but my bet is that none of those 29 years have been anything like this last year as we fought COVID and tried to negotiate and figure out around that. But very quickly, once COVID hit, you guys were uh, deemed essential workers because of the services you provide and the resources you provide and, and things like that. I'm sure that meant a huge change, a lot of things that needed adapting. What are some of those changes that you've made? I mean, I know you're seeing tons of clients every day. Uh, how, how are you managing in this COVID age to do so much good? There was good and bad that came out of this summer. Obviously, the bad is, you know, the, the countless tragedies and countless job losses and things like that. What we saw was a surge in the need for our services. Seminole County deemed us almost right away an essential service. We never closed. We have, I mean, if you drive by our building every morning, there's a line around the building every single morning. There were days during the height of the pandemic, you know, and not that it's over, but May, June, July, where the lines were all the way around our building. These folks are just waiting for food. They just wanted help. So we had to adapt. If you, if you visit our offices, you'll see the plexiglass, you'll see this, the hand sanitizer, the gloves. We do things differently in the food pantry now where we bring the food out to a location. So there's more social distancing. We had to take a lot of precautions with how we did business on campus. We did it. You know, Vicki's leadership was amazing. We, we navigated the process really, really well. The blessing out of it all was how the community responded. And, you know, we, were, we sat there when this first started happening thinking, how are we going to raise money? How are we going to manage this when we felt like everybody was taking a hit? What I learned very quickly was the community responded. People stepped up. We threw out the fleece and we, we were not expecting the response that we got. And it was overwhelming, really was overwhelming. We had people just who hadn't given before just said, hey, listen, know what you do. Want to bless you guys at this time. Keep it up. And we got a lot of words of encouragement. The financial support was a huge blessing to us. 
you know, we did an empowering family independence campaign this summer, which really was just about getting people stable and then back on their feet. And the response to that was overwhelming. And this is my first year working in a development role. I've done communications my whole life, but this was the first year in doing this. So I had no idea what to expect. And I just kept reading. This isn't going to, you know, it's going to be a tough summer. It's going to be a tough summer. And it wasn't. Mm. And people stepped up and blessed us and partnered with us. And it kept us going more than financially. You know, it was a real boost to us spiritually to know that God was providing for us, even in the biggest storm that any of us has ever faced. That's so encouraging and really a testament to our community that we have folks that are coming and kind of lifting and helping carry the burden collectively. We're recording this, Doug, in the middle of November. We're coming up on Thanksgiving and then shortly thereafter Christmas. People, obviously, for different reasons, uh, are feeling benevolent or desire to help. You mentioned how people helped in the summer. How can people support Christian help now? And what are some innovative ways in which people can help due to, due to COVID? The biggest way that folks can come alongside us is financially. We're trying to do this year is called a Christmas blessing. And it's going to be three days in mid-December over at Willow Creek Church. It's a variation on a theme of what we've been doing for the past few years. We did a Christmas extravaganza last year, and, and it was, I don't want to say it was a bigger, it was a blowout or anything like that. What we've seen this year is a much greater need for our services. So the folks that we were helping this summer, we may still be working with, they're still not ready to put toys under the tree for the kids. They're still not ready to have a Christmas meal. They still need food and they still need job search counseling. And what we've seen is our demand for our services has gone up. We're trying to meet greater need this year, and we're trying to raise $150,000. We have a lot of work to do with a lot more clients, and our goal this year is bigger than ever. And there's just that many more people who, who need, candidly, a blessing at the holidays, you know, a Christmas blessing. They just think give their little kids something to, to open and, and give them hope for their future for next year. And just that things, when we turn around, they're going to be ready. It seems to me, Doug, that you guys are really on the tip of the spear, right? As we read the newspapers each morning, one of the, the big challenges is the unemployment numbers. And you guys are on the front end of that. Another major headline is the food shortage and people struggling to, to just provide for their families. You guys are on the front end of that. And then we're approaching this major holiday, which is so important and so significant in so many ways to so many people. And I'm sure there are many people who are worried about not being able to celebrate Christmas or provide for their families. And once again, there you guys are meeting the need in some profound ways. So, um, you know, first of all, thank you so much for, for doing that. And I would encourage our listeners, if you uh, have this year and are wanting to help those who have not, then Christian help will be a great way through which to channel your resources so that you can join them in directly impacting the lives of hundreds and hundreds of people in our community. 
Uh, thank you so much for what you're doing. Doug, we could talk for a whole lot more and we'll have to have you back on the show as well. <laughs> we need to wrap up, but before we do, a couple of last questions. Sure. Drew and I are on this perpetual search to get smarter. You know, when you start with a deficit, we do, there's a long way to go. So, <laughs> so, so what would be some advice that you could give to us and to our listeners about how you've negotiated this challenging year. What's a lesson that you've learned that you could encourage our listeners with? Well, first of all, trust in God. Second of all, don't be afraid to, to think outside the proverbial box. What I realized this year is that, that no idea is a bad idea. And there's a kernel of something in whatever comes out in a conversation. It may not, 90% of it may not be any good, but there might be something in there to hang on to or try later or, or something like that. We had to think very differently this year. You know, our normal MO was, you know, be out in the community, meet people, talk to people, have lunch, have coffee, share experiences. That all went out the window. And, you know, so you have to adapt like we're doing now on Zoom, phone, digital communication. So, just don't be afraid to think differently. Look at things from a different perspective. I have a tendency to look at things back to front sometimes rather than front to back. What I found this year was that was actually helpful because it helped you realize where you're trying to get to and then you had to figure out how to get there rather than the path. That was a helpful concept this year, but most of all, just trust in God. That's really wise advice. You know, as someone who's had a lot of dumb ideas over his lifetime, yeah, some of those have paid dividends uh, this year. Doug, I'm, I'm so glad that we've been able to introduce you, my friend, to many in our community. And I'm always excited to talk about Christian help because the work you do is just phenomenal. Uh, in closing, let our, our listeners know how they can connect with you and how they connect with Christian help. And maybe if they're so inclined, uh, how they can support the, the work of Christian help this Christmas time. Well, thank you, Andy. The most important thing is community support. Please visit christianhelp.org slash season of giving. And you'll learn all about what we're doing at the holidays this year. That's christianhelp.org slash season of giving. My personal email is doug at christianhelp.org. I'm happy to talk to you. I'm happy to introduce you further to the ministry. Just have a conversation. I'd love to hear from folks in the community. I think it's great. You know, we're out here. We're getting ready for the biggest Christmas that, that we've had. And we're trying to do more this year than we ever had. And we just, we'd love the community support. I know you've had it before. I, I know our community will give it again to support the great work that you're doing. Doug, thank you so much for joining us. Friends, I hope you'll hit up christianhelp.org and support them in any way you can. Doug, thanks so much for being with us today. Wow, listeners, that was super encouraging. Clearly, Christian Help is serving our community well. And we want to thank Doug Prusak for being a part of that team and serving in Castleberry. Andy, would you close out our episode with an inspirational quote from a familiar person? 
I will try my best, Drew. Listeners, this quote today comes from Robert Frost, the great literary gentleman who Drew affectionately calls Bob. Quite why, we don't know, but he has his penance to call people Bob when their name is Robert. So uh, we'll hear from Drew's friend, Bob, Bob Frost, who said this, the best way out is always through. Let me say that again, because we need to reflect on that a little bit for it to make sense. The best way out is always through. Often when tough times come, we want to bail. Often when hard times are before us, we want to run the other way. But we're not supposed to run away from our problems. It's much better for us if we're going to learn the lessons of difficulty if we move through the difficult times. Friend, maybe you're in a difficult time right now. You want to bail. You want to run. You want to escape. Don't. Just keep walking forward with strength and with confidence, and you'll get through. Because the best way out is always through. Well said, indeed. And the best way out of our conversation today is to wrap up. Folks, we hope you've enjoyed this episode of the What's Up Castleberry podcast, a casual conversation about our community. This podcast is produced with the great help and support of our producer, Robin Kepi. For more information about us, check out our website, whatsupcastleberry.com, our Facebook page, Instagram, or podcast feed, all with the name What's Up Castleberry. Like and subscribe to our podcast share with a friend. And until next time, we hope you have a great week.